I, I, no, I'll tell you what makes me happy. Being able to help others, really, isn't it? It's, I don't know if it's my religion, what, but I'm the sort of guy I feel awfully, awfully delighted once I've helped somebody, you know? There's a nice feeling comes over me, you know? Despite enduring a series of health and other problems, Abdul Fadi Othman refuses to feel sorry for himself. I'm Gareth Bracken, and I went to meet Abdul Fadi, who takes strength from supporting others. Throughout his eventful and sometimes difficult life, Abdul Fadi Othman has overcome alcoholism, schizophrenia, and cancer, not to mention divorce and a period of homelessness. His latest challenge is Alzheimer's disease, which he is facing with the support of his wife, a strong sense of perspective, and a desire to help others. If I could just um, perhaps take you back just to early life, a little bit of conversation perhaps about your growing up, because it was, um, now I call it Yemen, but you're not calling it Yemen, are you? No, I call it Aden. Abdul Fadi was born in Aden, now part of southern Yemen, in the early 1940s. At the time, it was a British colony, a distinction that Abdul Fadi is keen to underline to me. Because my passport doesn't say Yemen. Listen, if you were born in, 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 in Zimbabwe, you'd have a Zimbabwe passport. If you were born in Rhodesia, you'd have a Rhodesian passport. You understand the difference? It is a drastic difference. I was born in Aden under British rule. 77-year-old Abdul Fadi doesn't know many details of his earliest days, other than that he was left in the hospital by his biological mother, who he suspects may have been underage or unmarried. So he was actually raised by a Church of Scotland missionary who had come to Aden to help run hospitals. She took on Abdul Fadi and two other children and brought them up as her own. Abdul Fadi and his wife Malgazata talked me through some old photos. Nice picture. That's me and my brother. Look at the black and white boys. <laughs> I'm of Somali origin. And, nice and this one is... Come. Come, you haven't heard it all, mate. This is complex. So I had an English father. I used to call him dad, father. A guardian mother who was Scottish. A brother that was Jewish. A sister that was Arab. And me as Somali. And we lived like that in England as a family. And in Aden like that. Quite getting on with each other very, very well, you know. So in 1954, a 13-year-old Abdul Fadi arrived in London on a day when the temperature was so low he could see his own breath for the first time. I just remember coming down the gangplank in Tilbury and thinking first, this mummy, there's smoke coming out of my mouth. You know, when it's a cold day and... <laughs> never seen that, never understood that, you know? He ended up spending 10 years working as a stock clerk for an oil company before going through a series of jobs, including forklift truck driver, labourer and steel worker. At this point, he was changing every couple of years. I moved on for more money, for more money always, mm. because there was something developing in me all the time. Mm. And it wasn't very good. And you know what was developing in me? alcoholism. You need money to drink. You need money to be in a bar. Abdul Fadi eventually experienced what he described to me as a breakdown in the head. 
I just couldn't work anymore. I couldn't manage anymore. I was getting more and more in trouble at work and and things like that. And and then I just had to leave my work. And I just went downhill and downhill and downhill. Lived rough. <laughs> slept in the streets. Slept in the station. The resultant of all this alcoholism and that was a breakdown in the marriage. Okay. Total breakdown. You just couldn't live with each other. Somebody had to go. I went. Now, it took a very long time, but Abdul Fadi did somehow manage to get his life back on track. Well, it was my upbringing in the church after about 10 years tossing around and doing nothing and so on. I came home one day and just got on my knees and had a prayer and I went to Ed Lowe, who was alcoholic and drug people in, in Hammersmith, who sent me for a detox in healing and after that I looked for a job and got a job in security. He worked as a security supervisor for the Inland Revenue but then became troubled by hallucinations and paranoid thoughts and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Abdul Fadi was still drinking and having distressing experiences when he met his second wife Malgazata, a Polish tailor and machinist back in 2006. She told him that if he wanted to be with her, then he had to stop drinking. She recalls how that conversation went. Yeah, yeah I'm talk. You like me? Finish drink. You know, like you drink. Next next day, come to me, talk. Okay, I'm finished drink. I'm talking. You sure? Yes, definitely. Abdul Fadi did indeed stop drinking, and the voices in his head began to clear. However, he later developed prostate cancer, but this was caught early and treated with radiotherapy and thankfully hasn't returned. So, to recap, Abdul Fadi Othman came to England as a teenager from Aden, the British colony where he had been raised by a Church of Scotland missionary. He has faced alcoholism, which led to the breakdown of his first marriage and a period of homelessness. He stopped drinking at the demand of his second wife, Malgazata, a Polish tailor who he met in 2006. He has also battled schizophrenia and, more recently, was diagnosed with prostate cancer, which thankfully hasn't returned following radiotherapy. But then Malgazata began to notice new changes in Abdul Fadi's behaviour. For example, previously he would never have gone outside their West London home without changing into nicer clothes, but he started going out in his indoor clothes without even showering. He also began to have memory problems and was feeling lethargic. It started with forgetfulness, you know, she'd yes. tell me to do something and I would forget pretty, pretty well immediately. She'd give me an order to go shopping, suddenly I can't shop properly. She'd got to write notes down, you know, because I'd forget. I was always asleep, tired, didn't I? Yeah. Tired, always tired. It took me all my effort to go and poach an egg for you or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Watch a film. It's horrible. Watch a film. I've watched a film and don't know what the hell it's meant. After a brain scan and further tests, Abdul Fadi was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in February 2014. He was given medication by his doctor, but this was soon stopped after dramatic side effects. On the third night of taking those tablets, I smacked the pillow and missed it by centimetres. Nearly hit her. And you know what he said? He says, tell me, Abdul, when you were a young boy, 
did your parents ever tell you you spoke in your sleep? I said, yes, my wife can tell you now. I still talk in my sleep. Did you ever walk in your sleep? I says, yeah, I've slept walk. And my mother said she talked to me and taken me back to bed and I haven't known I've been walking. He says, those tablets affect people like that. Yet he gave me the tablets without checking beforehand. Abdul Fadi, who also has arthritis and diabetes, credits wife Mal Gazata with helping him through some tough times. He's also been boosted by an Alzheimer's Society day support service in Hammersmith, which he attends twice a week. Oh yeah, I need that, I need that, you know? And I go there and you got fellowship and you got quizzes and that, and you get exercise, communal exercise. Sometimes there's music and dancing and so on, you know? It's just getting people working together, you know? and enjoying and the company of each other and stretching our mind with quizzes, you know. Abdul Fadi says he enjoys supporting other members of the group, something which he feels reflects a new aspect of his personality. It's a tremendous fillip and, and, and tremendously humbling to suddenly turn around to somebody that can hardly stand and pick her up and tell her to stand and just go like that with her, you know? And she's beaming, you know, because she's 80, nobody's ever asked her for dancing. Uh, this is for you, important, yeah, it's no? Good, it's good for the soul, man. I feel I've changed. I've just changed and I'm more helpful. But it's nothing really new. I've always put myself out that extra bit, you know, and got no reward for it. It just makes you angry. But now I'm not angry if I don't get any reward for it. Being around people whose dementia is more progressed than his own also spurs him on. It makes me work harder to help people like that. It's a lot of loneliness with Alzheimer's. It's a loneliness a bit, you know? Because you don't feel like anything. You know, you can make people laugh and join in and, and have fun and get them off their own problems easily, easily, you know? Just get them connected, you know? Abdul Fadi is also very aware that it might not be obvious from the outside that someone has dementia, or many other conditions for that matter. Without showing external problems, you could have a heart attack, you could have a mental problem, and people, if they see you nice and bright-faced and laughing and joking, they think, there's nothing wrong with him. There's been a lot wrong with me. You don't know the pain in people. Although happy to look back on his past, Abdul Fadi told me that he won't concern himself with what might be around the corner. I really don't think how long I'm gonna last or, or this or that. Because I know if I die, I'll be going to a better place. I just plow through year after year, ever faithful to her, to my friends. As Abdul Fadi reflects on his life, it's clear that Malgazata has been, and will remain, a vital source of strength and support. She's, God said, you know, really an angel, yeah. Because I could have gone to pieces without yeah. it. I can't believe that somebody from Arabia, a British little colony, is married to a Polish woman, so ingrained in Polish culture and everything, and accepted into the family like that. I just cannot get over it, you know? It's a nice story, it's a very nice story. It's, so it's unusual, but in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> 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 Next steps. 
For our Keeping Active and Involved 1506 booklet, see alzheimers.org.uk forward slash publications or call 0300 303 5933, local rate. Use our online directory to find dementia services near you. Go to alzheimers.org.uk forward slash dementia connect. For more about dementia friendly communities, visit alzheimers.org.uk forward slash dementia friendly communities. This was a podcast version of the article called Good for the Soul in the April-May 2018 issue of Dementia Together, the new name for Alzheimer's Society's magazine. Written and recorded by Gareth Bracken, produced by Nicola Leddy. For more magazine podcasts and links to other Alzheimer's Society podcasts, see alzheimers.org.uk forward slash DTM podcast. As well as print copies, we also offer an audio version of the full magazine. To receive the print magazine or the CD, call 0330 333 0804.